All right, one o'clock on the dot. Hello and welcome to the Middle East Forum Speaker Webinar Series. I'm Stacey Roman and I'll be moderating this discussion today. We're pleased to have Ms. Ayafo, Chairman of the Danish Free Press Society, join us to discuss Islam Becomes a Taboo Topic, the Danish Case. Ms. Fo will speak for five to 10 minutes and open it up for questions. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen. We'll do our best to get to all questions, but we have many participants on this webinar, so I apologize in advance if you do not get to yours today. And with that, I will turn the discussion over to Ms. Ayafo. Thank you, and thank you for this opportunity to tell you about the Free Press Society and our work to defend free speech and defend those who are threatened or prevented from speaking freely. The Free Press Society is Denmark's and perhaps Europe's largest free speech organization. It was founded in 2004 and has only one task and one goal, to protect and defend freedom of speech. Before the founding of the Free Press Society, there was no organization in Denmark that had the defense of freedom of speech as its sole purpose. The need for free speech defense increased alongside the number of threats to writers, artists, politicians, and journalists since Ayatollah Khomeini in 1989 aired his infamous fatwa against English writer Salman Rushdie. The fatwa against Rushdie in many ways marks the start of the struggle for fundamental freedoms, especially freedom of speech. Freedoms on which we in the West have built our open secular democracies, but which now have come under great pressure. This pressure comes from Islam and to a wide extent from within our own community as a result of the massive immigration to Denmark from Muslim countries since the early 1980s. Denmark's open borders to Muslim immigration has over the course of a few decades created an ever-growing Muslim minority that has proved not only impossible to assimilate in both the first, second and third generations, they also reject our Western democracy and the values that support it, such as freedom of expression, gender equality and gay rights. But it was not until 2005 it became apparent to the Danes how very serious the situation was. In September 2005, Danish journalist Fleming Rose asked 12 different cartoonists to draw the Prophet Muhammad and then published the drawings in Denmark's largest newspaper, Jyllandsposten. This triggered one of the biggest international crises Denmark has witnessed since World War II and caused violent riots in many Muslim countries because the Danish government refused to censor and the cartoons and punish the newspaper. The so-called cartoon crisis made it very clear that Islam is a clear and present danger in relation to free speech. And at the same time, this crisis placed Denmark in a special position. Our small country, high to the north, with a population of just over 5 million people, suddenly became an international focal point in a fight that was both a violent cultural clash and a test of strength between totalitarian Islam and our Judeo-Christian ideals of freedom. Our stance that freedom of speech is immutable and absolute has been the Free Press Society's main reason for existence. That is why journalist Fleming Rose and Kurt Westergaard 
the cartoonist who drew the famous cartoon of Mohammed with a bomb in his turban, were among the first recipients of our Freedom of Speech Award, the Sappho Prize. The Sappho Prize is a yearly award given to a person who has shown uncompromising courage and tireless struggle for the free word. The Free Press Society has awarded the Sappho Prize since 2009, and among the notables to have received the prize are Mark Stein, Tilo Sarasin, the late Sir Roger Scruton, Douglas Murray, and Daniel Pipes. Although the annual award ceremony of the Sappho Prize marks one of the most important highlights of the year, it is just one of our many activities. We hold public seminars, debates, and international conferences with guests from both home and abroad. We document new threats and attacks on free speech in our weekly newsletter, but also as regular columnists in several national conservative media, and we're active participants in the public debate in both mainstream and alternate media. We participate in cross-political festivals and we give free lectures on free speech. And last but not least, we have our own cartoonists who, in a weekly, who on a weekly basis draws cartoons on current issues of freedom of expression. It is very important to us that the Free Press Society is an activist organization that has as much contact with the surrounding community as possible. Although freedom of expression is the most fundamental prerequisite for free and open democracies, both in Denmark and in other Western countries, this most important civil right is constantly under threat. Unfortunately, it is not something that the ordinary Dane thinks very much about, unless we make him aware of it and link it to specific cases. And this is best done by openly defending those who are denied their freedom of expression and telling their stories, because unfortunately, mainstream media rarely will. I would like to give you two examples from the past year where the Free Press Society has actively defended people who have been threatened for something they have said or done. In March last year, Iranian-born Islam critic, blogger and author Charlie Tabakuli was charged with, charged with sharing an execution video on Facebook. The video was recorded by, three, by the three Moroccan Islamists who a few months earlier had assaulted and beheaded two young women, a Dane and a Norwegian, who were hiking in Morocco. A few days later, Charlie Tavakuri received a letter from the Danish authorities stating that they intended to remove her eight-year-old foster daughter, whom the family has had in their care since she was just two days old. The reason the authorities gave was that Charlie Tavakuli was a poor digital role model for her foster daughter. To our great surprise, several opinion makers and politicians backed the pro proposed decision, including a former Minister of Justice who stated on in nationwide television that he found the decision to remove Charlie Tabakoli's foster daughter proportionate. Only the Free Press Society was concerned about the fundamental problem of the case, namely the shocking fact that it is impossible to maintain your fundamental right of freedom of speech and be a foster parent at the same time. At least if you want to participate in the public debate with otherwise totally legal Islam critical views. Today, just a year later, 
Charlie Tabacoli and her husband continue to provide care for their foster daughter, whom they are applying to adopt. But the cost has unfortunately been that Charlie Tabacoli has withdrawn from public debate in order for them to keep their daughter. Another example of how authorities' political correctness and fear of Islam have affected Islam critics is the English uh, free speech activist and street journalist Tommy Robinson. He has been jailed, his family has been harassed and threatened, and he has been shamed and defamed by politicians, opinion makers and the media for telling the truth about the negative consequences of the population change taking place in England these years. And not least, he has been persecuted, imprisoned and blocked from virtually every social media platform since he began covering the so-called grooming scandals, where a vast network of hundreds of Muslim men for years drugged, raped and sold thousands of vulnerable, vulnerable British girls down to the age of 12. The Free Press Society has followed Tommy Robinson closely for several years and we have written quite a lot about him. We view him as the boy who courageously shouts that the emperor has no clothes on. But as interest in him grew in the fall of 2019 at the prospect that he would come to Denmark to receive our Freedom of Speech Award, we were also struck by the politically motivated Facebook censorship. Both the Free Press Society's former chairman, Lars Hedegaard, and myself suddenly had our Facebook profiles deleted and the Free Press Society's Facebook page was blocked, preventing us from coming out with our messages. After politicians from the Danish People's Party raised the case in the Danish Parliament, both Lars Hedegaard's and my Facebook profiles were suddenly reopened without any explanation. But the Tommy Robinson case shows that the social media has gained a state-like power over free speech and that their censorship is both arbitrary and politically motivated. In their own way, the two stories show the same progress in the threat to freedom of expression in Denmark and in large parts of the West. From Islam and resident Muslims posing a direct threat to free speech, demanding hate speech laws and prohibition against criticizing Islam, the threat is now more indirect and has been given other outlets. These outlets are the crippling political correctness that causes politically controlled social media such as Facebook and YouTube to censor and block Islam critics such as Tommy Robinson and make them non-persons in line with dissidents from the old Soviet Union. Today people are blocked who simply mention Tommy Robinson's name. But it is also politicians and authorities, as in the case of Charlie Tavakuli, who threaten those <clears throat> people to silence, who expose and shine a light on Islamist terror. It is thought-provoking that Charlie Tavakuli would never have been threatened with having her foster child removed had she shared the video of George Floyd's death. The unholy alliance between political correctness and fear of Islam has also gained a new expression in Denmark in the form of a rising anti-Semitism. Denmark is world famous for protecting our Jews. During World War II, courageous Danes launched a large-scale and risky relief campaign to help Danish Jews to Sweden and prevent the Nazi occupying power from deporting them 
to concentration camps in Germany and Poland. Danish Jews continue to be a valued population group that makes a significant contribution to Danish society and who are widely respected by the general population. Still, the number of anti-Semitic incidents has increased by 50% in just one year. There are areas in Copenhagen where Jews cannot go without the risk of being assaulted, and all Jewish institutions and synagogues are under constant military and police surveillance. The violent threat to Danish Jews has essentially one cause, Islam and resident Muslims. Yet the dominant narrative in Danish mainstream media is that it is neo-Nazis that pose the biggest threat. The Free Press Society has made rising anti-Semitism an important area of action, and in September of this year, we will hold a public debate on this issue. For the past 15 years, the Free Press Society has been steadfastly committed to the fight for freedom of expression, and we will continue that struggle. Because freedom and freedom of speech are not universal and inalienable rights, but rights that must be constantly protected and fought for if we want to preserve them. There are many important issues in the debate in the ongoing cultural struggle, but it is essential that freedom of speech is not forgotten. Because if we do not stand firm on freedom of speech, despite the often violent threats from Islam, we will quite simply lose that right. And if we lose freedom of speech, democracy will fall and ultimately our culture. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Just for a frame of reference of the 5 million Danish people, how many, what's the percentage of Muslims of the population? Well, the short answer is, I don't know and nobody, does, nobody knows. Because in Denmark, we do not register uh, uh, our inhabitants by their religion. And um, we, and if you, we, we, we register uh, foreigners in the first generation, but in the second and third generation, they are registered as Danes, simply that. So there's a lot of guessing about how many uh, Muslim, uh, Muslims there are in Denmark. And uh, the most uh, optimistic say 4.4%, and the most pessimistic say around 10%. I think the truth lies somewhere in between. Thank you. So that'll lead me into the next question. Do you think Denmark will ever be able to assimilate them into Danish society, or do you think the opposite will happen, where the Muslim society will, will overtake? Well, um, we have had Muslim in Denmark since um, since the 1970s, and they uh, and they have. We are now on the third generation, and they have. They've shown to be uh, even less um, willing to assimilate uh, generation by generation. So I'm not optimistic in that regard. It seems impossible to assimilate uh, Muslims in Denmark. They, they reject Danish society as, as gen generally. Of course, there are uh, examples of Muslims who, um, who uh, embrace Denmark, but they're few, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say. So in general, how do the people of Denmark view Muslims and Islam? <clears throat> I think Den the Danes are split on that question. Half of it think they, that uh, we have to protect minorities, and I agree with that. 
but uh, minorities also have to adapt to the country they, they live in. Uh, so it's an ongoing discussion in Denmark, and I think uh, the Danish population is split on that question, almost 50-50. Does Denmark have a good relationship with Israel, and do Muslims pressure the government to go against that relationship? I, uh, we have a history of a very close uh, relation to, to Israel and uh, I hope we will have for many years to come. Uh, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East and I think it's very important that we, we have a close, close ties and a close relationship to Israel. Um, um, I think also I, I have to say that uh, part of the, um, the, the rising in the, the anti-Semitism is uh, from the left wing, from political left wing, and it's disguised as a, uh, an ongoing criticism of Israel. So it's, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's just to say that um, the, the rising in the anti-Semitism is not uh, only Muslim. They, uh, it's, it's also the, the left wing uh, in, in Danish politics. Yes, thank you. In Denmark, what is the most effective group in opposition to Islamists? Uh, well, we have the Danish People's Party and we have another new uh, conservative party uh, in, in the Danish parliament. And there are uh, quite a variation of, um, of groups and people, uh, 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 pundits, uh, and uh, especially, of course, the, the Free Press Society, because we view Islam as the biggest threat to free speech. So um, many different uh, groups and uh, persons, uh, pundits. So if we could just back up a minute, you were talking about the anti-Semitism there. Uh, what steps are being taken to deal with that? Well, uh, we're protecting all Jewish institutions and synagogues. So, so uh, our politicians are, are, take a very firm standpoint towards uh, any um, any attacks on, on, on Danish Jews. And that is also, I think that's important to say that we view the, the Danish Jews as Danes, first of all. So that we don't regard uh, the Danish Jews as, um, as a specific group. Of course they are because they're Jews and uh, we are um, a Christian uh, society. But because the Danish Jews are totally assimilated and they are uh, they're very popular in, in wide parts of the population. So it's natural to protect them and to uh, make sure that their uh, synagogues and institutions are, are, are protected. But the, the problem is that it's, it's necessary to protect them. That's, that shouldn't be the case. So what is the status of the makers of those Danish cartoons you were speaking of? And also, I know you mentioned your, your weekly cartoons artists, um, are, are they free to draw as they like? Uh, yes, yeah, that, yeah that, that's, a, that's a positive thing. And that's, I think that's because also that uh, Denmark still has, a, 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 is in the forefront of, um, of free speech in Europe. Uh, everybody is, can draw the, what they want, say what they want and write what they want. But of course, uh, um, we have discussions and debates and uh, arguments, uh, both public and otherwise, but yes. And it's, I would like to say that it's important, 
for, for us to have that um, uh, discussion uh, ongoing because in Denmark we do not have the same protection. We don't have a First Amendment in our constitution. Like uh, we, we only have in our constitution a ban against uh, censorship. So our, f our freedom of speech is not protected legally the same way as it is in, in, in the US. That's a very interesting point to make. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Um, regarding the university system, are the students being taught liberal ideas and are there radical Muslim student groups on campus like we have here? Uh, in general, uh, the Muslims in Denmark are not uh, that, they're not many, I don't think there's, there's so many um, Muslims uh, joining the, uh, the universities, um, uh, but they sure make, uh, um, th there are many uh, Muslim uh, pundits and um, uh, clerics who, um, who uh, make uh, firm statements on, on Islam and to be uh, respected and not to have uh, Islam criticized in, in, in the public. So we don't have, we don't have a majority or, or a, a very outspoken Muslim group on universities as such, more in, in, more in, in society as a whole. Understood. Does your organization have counterparts in other European countries? And if so, how effective are they? Not to my knowledge. Uh, we've tried to find out whether we have counterparts in, in other European countries. I know that there was a counterpart that tried to, to establish themselves in Sweden, but uh, that didn't work out. So I think that's why I say, I think we're, we're the one and only perhaps. I, th I think there is someone in, in France actually, but um, I think that uh, the Free Press Society in Denmark is, is, um, is the largest organization and the most important organization also in, in, in Europe for free speech. <laughs> you mentioned that your Facebook account was deactivated as well as to Tommy Robinson's. Um, currently here, we, we are dealing with that issue of, of who's in charge of figuring out what posts should be posted. Yeah. Um, do you have any comments on this current situation with your experience? Well, yes, we've debated that a lot in Denmark since uh, our former Prime Minister Hilla Thorning Smith is, is on the oversight board uh, that Facebook has, has uh, or Mark Zuckerberg has uh, tried to, to establish. Um, and it's an ongoing discussion in Denmark because it's um, uh, because Facebook has a uh, a status is monopoly status in, in Denmark in regards to free speech. So if I'm blocked and Lars Hedegaard, our former uh, uh, chairman, we are blocked, it's almost impossible to get out with our views and our messages because all Danes, I mean, almost 90% of the Danes are on social media and 76% of the Danes are on Facebook. So we get almost all our information and communication with others through Facebook and social media. So it's, it's like they they're beginning to taking over the state's um, uh, prerogative in uh, relation to, to free speech. So it is an ongoing debate and, and, um, and we, we think it's, it's necessary for, for, the, uh, for the parliament to, to, uh, to make laws that, um, 
that assures that Danes can have the same kind of uh, freedom of speech on the social media as in other parts of society. Thank you for that answer. Um, you did mention earlier on that some of the Danes aren't as aware of, of this freedom or suppression of freedom of speech as maybe we all should be, honestly. Um, do you think at some point that the Danish population will stand up and say enough is enough? Well, they did to some extent, at least in 2005 during the cartoon crisis, but I don't think I'm that optimistic also in regards to, to this uh, political correctness, which you in the US are facing right now. Um, and that is also something that affects Danes. We're, we're, not, uh, we're not better in that aspect than any other. Uh, but I think because of the cartoon crisis, it has been an issue uh, all the time and it, and it still is. So if, if we say freedom of speech, uh, almost all Danes have a view on 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 uh, the limits uh, of free speech and what free speech is. So I, I, it's important to have the discussion. Thank you. This is obviously a very important topic. Can you expand a little more on where our viewers can find more information, specifically your website as well as other websites you think would be a great resource? Yeah, as on our website, which I'm 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 sorry to say I we don't have an uh, an English word for it. It's, but it's, I think, I don't think if, can, can you, can we post, it's called Trykkefrihed DK on Danish. I, I don't, that, that doesn't make any sense, but we, we have an, an English website. So um, if I can provide you with the information about um, where to find it and you can post it, it's, I can spell it, but I don't think it will make any sense to you in, in uh, but that's the only, uh, the only uh, website uh, I can think of on the tip of my head. Um, I, I did say I researched you. Sorry to say, uh, I, I should have thought about it, but... Oh, no, it's no problem. I just want to tell our viewers, if you just type in Miss Fo's name, yes. you'll find a lot of them. Yes, yes, Google my name <laughs> and you'll find, uh, uh, you'll find our web. That's a, that's a good idea. Google my name and you'll find uh, the Free Press Society's website. You can also Google Free Press Society. I think it will turn up. And we have, it's a Danish site, of course, but we also have an English site with our, um, with our columns and our articles and um, also on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook and on Telegram. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, we have come to the end. Um, um, thank, thank you very much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity and thank you for, for the Middle East support. Of course. Thank you. Being here. Uh, so for our viewers, be on the lookout for our email with our upcoming webinars for next week. It will be sent out either tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, please be sure to check out our website, www.meforum.org, our YouTube channel and SoundCloud accounts for recordings of past webinars. And thank you all for joining us and I hope you have a wonderful day.